Yes, it's Monday, which means it's time to talk about ghosts with me, Sir Kevin of Kevinshire. I hate it when people talk like that, like they're knights. I've just got off my horse, I have. Anyway, how are you all doing? You may notice very well by the tomba of my voice. Tomba's such a lovely word that um, things are different. What's changed? Well, I'll tell you what's changed. Kevin's turned up at his studio today and he can't get in. Yes, it's not open, and it was bouncing down with rain, so Kevin's returned home rather than waiting to see what would happen. And therefore, he's recording on some rather old equipment, um, which means I'm on attempt six with this laptop because it keeps fucking rebooting itself, which is fun, and I'm using old recording equipment. So forgive me if this one sounds a bit weird. It probably sounds like the earlier episodes, if I'm being true, so not weird, just antwacky if that's a word you're familiar with. Anyway, how are you all doing? As the podcasters say, I hope you're all doing fantastically well. They lie when they say it. I truly mean it. They don't, of course. How are you all doing? We've just returned back from our holiday. It was fantastic. And we've got all the usual stuff other than singing to our Patreons because my guitars are locked away in a building I can't get into as is my microphones and all stuff like that. So, if you have signed up to Patreon, I sincerely thank you, and I will thank you next week. Oh, yeah, and I'll thank you in such a good way, because one of our wonderful American Patreons from America has um, designed a pedal called the Ghost Effect Pedal, and it's for guitars, but I might try it with my voice. So, next week, anyone who signed up is going to get an extra special spooky mention, or thank you, if you will. And um, I've just noticed something on this. <laughs> I'm such a child because this is the sixth attempt to try and record. When you start a new file, you've got to name it something. I've just looked and forgot that I'd done this because I've done it in a rage. The current file I've called fucking joke because it's a fucking joke. It's took me about an hour to get this far. Anyway, um, I do hope you're all well. We do have Becca on the show. Hooray! She's going to join us for Becca's Reddit Corner. We have all the usual stuff, except for the Patreon song. But if you want to sign up to Patreon, then you need to go to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And what do you get when you go over there? Well, you get access to two additional shows each and every week. Yes, you do. One of them is me talking, as you can tell, I like to do so. And I generally, I try and make it funny. Sometimes I get philosophical. Sometimes I go a bit too dark. Sometimes I go a bit too mad. Sometimes I go a bit too in between. I'm like Goldilocks's porridge, if you will. But there will be the right one. Again, like Goldilocks's porridge. Anyway, so head over there if you like that sort of stuff. And on a Sunday, me and Becca release a Patreon which is meant to be paranormal. And we do our best to keep it paranormal. Although, in full disclosure, last Sunday's one was just us talking about our holiday because we had to get it out. Or it would have just crept into every episode. And no one wants that. So, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And next week, you will have a very spooky thank you. So what have you got in store for today then? All the usual shenanigans. We're going to first, of course, review something paranormal so that you don't have to. Then we're going to have one of your true listener experiences. And then we take, uh, I don't know why I've now put it in a basement, but we take a walk down the creaky stairs into Becca's basement of gloom and doom, where her lovely, beautiful self resides for Becca's Reddit Corner. So I think we can all agree the bride looks wonderful. No, I think we can all agree we're going to have... It's a very strange episode today. It feels strange because I'm recording... I mean, 
if you could see me recording, you wouldn't believe I'm pro- I'm an alleged professional podcaster. I'm literally literally recording into a shoe, and that's because I'm using an old microphone. I don't have a mic stand because it's in the studio, so I'm balancing a microphone in a boot, and I'm not even joking. So you may also hear some like um, sporadic noises around, like dogs or planes and stuff, and you know. That's because I want to get content out to you, regardless of whether it sounds like shit or not. Hopefully it doesn't, though. Anyway, shall we have a paranormal review? I think we shall. So, today's paranormal review, where I review something paranormal so you don't have to, because that would be nonsense, is a podcast. Now, as you know, as I've stated before... Whenever I review a podcast, it will only be a good review. And the reason for that, you may think, well, what's the point in reviewing it? Well, when it comes to podcasts, I'm a podcaster. I'd hate it if someone out there done a podcast where they slated my podcast. Because for me, podcasting is, it's a lot like music. Do you know what I mean? My dad loves Hank Williams. And I love Hank Williams because my dad loves Hank Williams. But if I play my dad Nirvana which I love, he'd be like, what's this shite? So it's subjective. So you should never slag off someone's podcast, I don't think. So we will never on this show. Um, So therefore, it's only going to be a good review. And this is a belter, well, it's a belter of a review. Um, Like, I'm going to do an amazing review. I mean, it's a belter of a show. Now, if you listen to Paranormal Podcasts, and evidently you do, you will no doubt have come across the name Art Bell. Now, I only came across that name through Howard Hughes' show, The Unexplained, because he bangs on about him, Howard, bloody hell, but with good reason. So apparently, um, Art Bell was like the torchbearer or the flag bearer for this, for what you're listening to now, you know, for, for audio paranormal discussion. But And I've always heard his name, and I've always tried to search. I knew he'd done a show called Coast to Coast, right? And whenever I search for it, I'd only find clips, like five-minute audio clips or whatever else. But um, if you've got Spotify, you can search for the Art Bell archive. And oh my God, OMFing people, there is tons of stuff, which is Art Bell. And they're like three-hour-long episodes, because I think it was done. They're basically recordings of his radio show because he'd done a radio show he didn't do podcasting you know he'd done radio shows which people then chopped up into podcasts um but they're all on there my suggestion should i can't speak today my suggestion would be that when you go to spotify if you go to the top when you find a podcast you can search within the podcast so go to the find the art bell archive go to the top to the search bar and put in ghost to ghost, as in like, ooh, not as in coast, like whoosh, waves. Um, and you will find his ghost to ghost episodes, and they're a good entry into the Arbel experience, if you will, because it's people phoning in and going like, it's always like, for the west of the Rockies, call 702. For the east of the Rockies, call 003. And, you know, one of them sorts of things. And it'll be people like, Hi, is that Art? And he'll be like, yes, it is Art. What have you got to say? And he's fucking like, you know, quite brutal. If they go, I just I just like the show. He goes, well, we haven't got time for that shit. Puts the phone on. Hello, caller. What have you got to say? And he goes, Art, I'm being haunted by the devil. Well, this sounds interested. And it's brilliant. Like, I can't even... I've listened to about, like, 
seriously, since we've been back, we've only been back a week, and I must have tuned in about 20 hours worth of this show. I, I can't put my thumbs high up enough for this show. Don't get me wrong. Because this was like done in the 90s, the audio quality is shite. And it's done on AM radio. So it, some of the episodes are really shite quality. And um, you'll laugh when you'll hear some of the, you know, it, it's very of its time. So like, he'll be like, if you want to send us a fax, send us a fax on. And you're like, fax, fucking hell. Or it'll be like, so tell me, I've got John on, and John wants to talk all about a new fandangle thing called the internet, which he thinks is going to revolutionize. And like, oh my God. So it is, but it is good. And um, he's very, what's the word? I'm sure, oh, you probably can hear birds outside because, you know, I'm in a kitchen as opposed to a studio. But he's very, um, you know, you get a lot of interviewers for these sorts of podcasts where they'll just take what the person's saying at face value. He doesn't do that. What he what he does is he'll challenge the interviewee, if you like. But also, it's one of the only places you'll find interviews with people like Father Martin Malachi, who was the ex, one of the exorcists. Um, when I say one of the exorcists, I mean one of the exorcists who done the rounds in terms of media. Um, so it's well worth checking out. So my review for Art Bell's archive is: if I had nine thumbs, I'd have to chop them up put them in a hot air balloon and send them up. That's how high it is. So it's mine and yours and everyone else's thumbs in the universe to the moon for the Art Bell Archive. Go check it out today. And now it's time for your wonderful true paranormal experiences. And we have an anonymous tale, yes, Anonymous. We love Mr. and Mrs. Mouse when they send in their stories. And this tale goes, hi, Kev, hi. And in brackets, this is, and the lovely Becca and TNC are, God bless. Becca says, hi. She's in the, the sky right now in a plane. So that was loud, wasn't it? And of course, the neighbor's cat says, because she misses her mum. I've been listening to both of your podcasts for a while, and they're exactly what I need on a cloudy evening. Good. I'm glad. Thank you. I'm a practicing witch of many years and live in the northeast of England. My friend has a long history of living, ha living in haunted houses, including one with a lovely presence that I mostly found concentrated on the stairs, in brackets, about two-thirds of the way up, who had a lovely, warm, friendly resonance about her. My ghost story takes place in my friend's townhouse and starts with a bit of a bet. Ooh, well, gambling isn't legal on this show, so I'm afraid we can't read the story out. Our next story comes from... I joke. This is our anonymous's story. Knowing about my practice, which includes the usual congress with spirits of various sorts, my mate asked me to have a look at the upstairs floor of his, in brackets, then quite recently acquired townhouse. He wouldn't give me any info, but wanted me to give him my opinion without any bias. We were already a bottle of wine in by then, so I sent my senses out and felt a density around the back of the house, to one side. Standard for a locus of ghostly activity. As I pointed out the corresponding room to him, he leaned forward, looking excited. Why don't you go up and take a look around? Tell me what you see, he said to me. I hope no one's going to jump out, I say, in brackets, since this has come slightly out of the blue, close brackets. 
After being reassured that he just wanted evidence about his top floor and to confirm what he already knew from other people, I put down my wine glass and made my way upstairs. The door to the room was wide open and it was in darkness. There was just about enough light to see shining up through the house from the entry hall via the staircase outside. I flicked on the upstairs light but left the room in darkness. There was definitely a vortex here, a condensation of occult forces. I reached out with my senses for any entities, and I felt something drifting around near the fireplace, into the middle of the room, turning and pacing back. This entity felt heavy, not like the spirit in my friend's prior house. This was slightly erratic. I scry the area briefly, and have a sense of a woman in a stiff dress, pacing back and forth in a cloud of metaphysical energy. She's of trim build and middle years. She wants fuck all to do with me. Not that she's necessarily aggressive, but she's not friendly, and she doesn't want company. I head back downstairs and report this to my friend. He starts to get intent, grilling me for specific details, gender, age, style and colour of clothing, height and weight, and intentionally giving nothing away. Right then, now it's time for you to tell me who she is. And he told me a rather interesting story. Apparently, people who he rented the room to had horrible nightmares. Physical sensations and scratches... He'd had tenants demand a change of room. The various bits of activity, in brackets, which I can only remember these shreds of, which was about half a decade ago, culminated with him having a priest bless the house. In brackets, I've no idea how someone sets this up. And the activity went back to a normal, manageable level. He believed her to have been hired help, as apparently high up and toward the back is where a nanny or such would have been housed. I've no idea if this is true, but I do love a bit of history, though this isn't my wheelhouse. Do you want me to take a deeper look? That sounds awful, I offered. He declined, saying he'd rather I didn't stare anything like that back up. In brackets, which in hindsight was the right answer to a half-cut warlock about to stumble headfirst into an unfamiliar haunting. Close brackets. So we just kept her in the back of our minds as an interesting ghost story. Then one night we were talking about her at a New Year's Eve party, whilst waiting for a few of the boys to come back from the toilet. On reflex, I extended my mind to sense out the house, feeling for her vortex, which was as steady and calm as it got, in neutral, you could say. And then, all the lights went out. It's the ghost, someone shouts. I was convinced it couldn't be. A PK event with no energetic signs while I'm physically perceiving them? Sorry, but that's like taking the pulse of someone who's running on a treadmill and finding it slow and steady. These kinds of phenomena can be confusing, but that did not add up. Being the person I am, I led the expedition upstairs to check it out. 
probably just a fuse, in brackets, without trying to quell my quivering arsehole all the time. We got to the top, and my boyfriend at the time and the other missing lad jumped out at us. They turned off the fuse box and lay in wait at the top of the stairs, hence why they'd been a while. After the usual shouts and jeers and the obligatory I told you so from me, we go back to the party. In brackets, since I did the I told you so's, I probably also deserved the jump scare. The night was uneventful after that, except for a few drunken queens and a bit of Kate Bush, of course. Another night I'm staying over after a get-together and on an airbed in the middle of the living room. Since I tend to have a disturbed sleep in this house, I decide to set up a bit of a protection around the bed I'll be laying in. I use a modified version of the LBRP, the Lesser Banishing Ritual of the Pentagram. Think of it as PPE for witches, to ward the space and settle in for the night. During a not-quite-sleep-paralysis-not-quite-hypnagognia bit of the night, I see the room I'm in. The door flies open, and the woman in the dark dress is stood in the doorway, outraged. Concentrated etheric forces whip around her like her vortex on a bad day. I'm understandably afraid, though she doesn't seem to be able to come closer. I imagine it's the LBRP, old but good. Since I'm still practically asleep and I can't move, I lay there and raise more energy to feed into the sphere and the pentagrams protecting my astral body. Then I send out a pulse of my own telling her to leave, in brackets, the witch's equivalent of a hard shove and a means business expression, like when it's about to kick off in a bar. The shade returns to her anchor, and leaves me to my fifthful sleep. I'm not sure what antagonised her. Perhaps she doesn't like occultists, though this doesn't seem like the answer. We've had several divination sessions in that house. I always have some kind of witchcraft about my person, and I'm not the only strange soul who's frequented the place back then. The best explanation I have is that the LBRB, even my slightly bastardised version, is known as a banishing ritual. It claims the space and cleanses out discordant elemental forces. It formed part of the basic daily practice of the early grades of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, staking claim of such a place and changing its etheric geography in a way, even just for eight hours or so. Might this have been an unconscious insult that caused the experience? Well, that's my story. I don't know if you find it scary enough. You see, there's a thing amongst occult practitioners where we become desensitised and usually can't tell how scary a true paranormal story is because some of the stuff I've mentioned is quite routine when you do it a lot. So if it's not that scary to you, also feel free not to use it. Are you joking? Anyway, I prefer to keep my real name to myself, of course, Anonymous, but if you want to call me something, I'm at Witch Hair, which is W-Y-T-C-H-H-A-R-E on Instagram, so you can call me that. I will. 
and then they go on to recommend a book to me, which I'll keep to myself, thank you very much. But Witcher, wow. You know what? There's um, a, a very, very... You know, do you ever have those, like, moments in your life where something keeps cropping up and you're like, what the fuck? And I don't... Other people, it's like 11-11. Oh, my God, it's 11... I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those individuals. Oh, my God, it's 11-11. You know what? If you've done that with 2309, it's the same. You do this. Oh, my God, it's 2309. Anyway, but I'm not one of those. But I will say that um, this is a really re- weird thing to explain. So let's say uh, deep, dark occultism is at the bottom of the 20th step, right? And non-interest in the occult is the top level, right? There's a very specific step I feel like keeps showing itself to me, and it's weird. It's really weird. It's like step six. I don't know. It's a very weird feeling, but it keeps popping up. Anywho, enough of my weird analogies aside, shall we all do what we all truly want to do, which is to go down into that basement and speak to the wonderful Becca? I think we shall. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Okay, so it's that time. We're back. Hooray. It's time that I've crept down into the cellar, into the dark cellar where there's no light at all. And in the corner, there's a small girl. That sounds weird. Elf! Elf! And I've set her free, and there's Becca (laughs) behind her. Why was she holding on to that small girl? Oh, so no, it's my fault. Well, um, if the hat fits, I was going to say. Anyway, you know, with you being a child abductor. I don't know where this is going or why I started it. I don't. Let's restart. We're in Becca's Corner. Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. Becca's Reddit Corner. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm well, thank you very much. We've obviously just come back from our lovely holiday, two weeks away. We have. Did you enjoy it? I did. Did you? Yeah. What was your favourite part? Oh, I don't know. It's hard to tell. There were many highlights, including um, feeding beach pigs. Beach pigs. Yeah. Um, seeing dolphins. Yeah, you got to um, hold a baby pig, Got didn't to you? hold a baby pig, yeah. We had... Um, Fell asleep in your arms. Yeah, it was adorable. Called um, Simba. Yeah. We had um, rooftop cocktails in New York, didn't we? That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah overall... Very low. You forgot sorry. about how the red corner works. Yeah, sorry, my, my bad. Um, yeah, no, overall it was fantastic. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Um, we did have one slight fucking thing I was quite angry at you with. Oh my god, this was hilarious. So This is actually one of the funniest things I've heard. That's so y- you know that you guys will know that before we went away I ordered some magical books. Right? Not books on magic. Magical books. Like as in ritual black magic books they were. As you do. As you do. And um, dark fucking stuff. Do you know what I mean? Really <laughs> dark fucking stuff. And even I um, was a bit like, I don't know whether I should have bought this. This feels a little bit too far even for me. And it was playing on my mind a bit anyway. Anyway, we get to Miami and we're going to Little Havana in a taxi, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And honest to God, we stop at a traffic light and I look out the window and there's a rooster stood in the centre of this grassy knoll just staring at me. There was a rooster. Whether or not it was staring at Kev is up for debate. It was just staring at me. 
And obviously we're in like, you know, a little Havana. It's like, it felt a little bit, I don't know, like hoodoo-ish. And I was a bit freaked out. Anyway, and the reason why I was freaked out is because in the six days leading up to that moment on this trip, every now and again, I'd a... Right? Mm. And I'd, I couldn't place it. And I'd spin around and look around. And then I'd, I'd spot you and I'd be over and we'd mm. talk and stuff. And anyway, when we'd seen this rooster, it freaked me out. And I thought, something's attached here. <laughs> Roosters are always to do with dark magic and Since stuff. when are roosters to do with dark magic? Roosters are. are like for cornflakes and stuff. Yeah, and also for cutting the throat off when you're doing a hoodoo ritual. Bloody hell. Anyway, so I'm thinking... Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm really freaked out. So I told you, didn't I? I said, hey, you know what? <laughs> I keep hearing this whistle. And Becca done the whistle. I said, what, you mean like this? It's a very yeah. windy whistle. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's worse. Sometimes I can't whistle. Sometimes I can. And the reason I said, well, if you not notice, it's always when you're trying to find me. I said, you know what? Because Kev still, for reasons best known to himself, won't wear his glasses, right? It's so, not vanity. We've talked about this before. I yeah. just like the fact that he can't see other people's But, places. like, when we're, like, on the ship and stuff, like, if he goes out for a cigarette, comes back, he can't find me. Or sometimes, like, I'd go by the pool and he'd come a bit later. You know, anytime we're, like, separate or he goes to the bar or whatever. And he can't find me. So, in a bid to get his attention, I would frequently just... I can't do it. I can sometimes do it better than that. Like? Yeah, like that. Um, And, you know, it didn't clearly work, but it did work a little bit. So, yeah. but, so obviously, he's been hearing this whistle. Not told me, not associated it with me at all. Thought demon, naturally. Just yeah. completely defaulted to demon. And I just, I think that's, I was howling at that thought process that, like, you've literally thought, oh, my God, it's demon. You know what? And it's always when I'm on my own as well. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'll be honest. It's always when I'm lost <laughs> looking it, uh, for it. It proper, it proper... It almost angered me when you, you admitted it because you were in hysterics. And it was you say a... admitted it? Like I, was to- I thought you knew it was me because you kept eventually finding me. But like sometimes you would just bumble with such like lack of perfect round. It was like it was like you were a sim just walking into a wall sometimes. No, it wasn't. You, like weren't fine. I was like, what is he doing? Like for God's sake! So I had to. That was better. That was to try, better. And, try and get your attention. Yeah, but anyway, I was convinced. <laughs> Like, why would you just presume demon? That's the problem with these things. That the fact that and you've... that's why I can't have a Ouija board. Exactly. The fact that you've heard this and presumed demon. Well, not right the off the bat. See, no, 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 no. That, that's unfair. That implies that I had once and went, demon. We're talking over the course of days and an unplaceable whistle that feels just a few feet away from you. <laughs> and it's sensitive because it was a few oh. feet away from you and I'd just walked past you and not known. Because I, I, I didn't even realise that, like, when uh, when I'm looking around for where this whistle's coming from, I'd spot you, mm. but not go, therefore it was her. I'd be like, well, there's Becca, at least I'm safe. And then, as I say, this rooster gave me the daggers, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. The rooster didn't give you the daggers. It did, it, didn't. it did. I wish I could have took a photo. I should have took a photo, but we were in an Uber. And, mm-hmm. and Americans, sorry, I, I know you fought a war to be independent because you don't like taxes. But bloody hell, do something about how you sell stuff, will you? Honest to God, it's like, welcome to our store. That pen? Sure, it's $3. And when you get to the till, that'll be $4.20. Why? Oh, that's the tax. 
Because we, we want to sell it to you for $3, but the government makers tax you $1.20. It's like... It's such a more complicated way of what? doing it. Like, how does anyone budget for anything, ever? And meals. Don't get me started on meals. You know, if you, Americans, you know when you come to the UK? You know when you go out for a meal? You know what happens at the end when you get your bill? They come over and say, that'll be like £80. You say, okay, thanks. And then they you go, I'm paying by card. They say, okay. And they come over to you with the pin machine. And they say, there you go. Just tap the screen or insert your card. And you do. You enter your pin. They give you a receipt. And they go away. And then you leave a tip. Yeah, guys, what in are you playing? I'm taking America, in case any English people don't know this, you say, right, that can have the bill? Sure, that's 80 dollars. Okay, we're paying by card. Sure. And then they stand there and you're like No, they give you the bill. Oh yeah, they give you the bill, so yeah. So you put your card down, like then you wait, put your wait, card wait, down, okay. waiting for them to bring the, the machine over, and they take your card away. They take guys in the UK, they take your card out of sight. Like, can you believe it? Like they literally take it room. into the back. Like, what the hell? And you stood there going, What the fuck? And then they'll come out and say can you just sign this as well? So I've also got your signature. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, it's, it, it, it's it's jarring when you're not used to it. Fortunately, and this was a huge benefit. So I, um, I've i got some friends over, based over in the US and they recently came to London and I met them in London and we went out for dinner. And at the end, we were kind of, because like someone, there were four in one group and there were two in another group and I was on my own. So we were kind of splitting the bill. And um, one of them starts writing on the back each of our surnames and was about to put an amount. And I was like, what are you doing? And she said, oh, it's for um, like like for the payment so he knows how much to take off each card. And I said, well, he'll, when he brings you the machine, you just tell him, you know, put 80 quid on this, put 60 quid mm-hmm. on this, you know, put 20 quid on that. Um, and she was like, oh, what, he brings it to you? I said, yeah, yeah, of course he brings it to you. I said, what do you do? She said, oh, no, like back in the US, they take it away. And I was horrified and I was like, they take your card away from you? And she was like, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, I said, no, here it's like a card nothing. Like you, you never take, like customer service wise, you never yeah. take someone's card out of their sight. Like huge thing. Um, and she said, no, no, she said, that's why I've got trust issues. Like my card has been like cloned, cloned and fraudulent times. things repeatedly. She's like, yeah. She, and she's kind of said, my God, the way you, you guys have got to doing it, it's so much better. It's just simple. It's Apparently just also sense. it takes a lot longer over there as well. She said, she, she, we're kind of marveling at how quick our card transactions were. Whereas apparently over there it takes a while. Yeah, I just I just didn't get me head around it at all. It's like, I just do things for simplicity's sake. The fact, it just blows me mind that, like, you go into a shop, sell something. For, don't advertise the price if you're paying more. Add the tax on at every point. If yeah. you know what it's going to be in advance, sell it at that point. Yeah. In the UK, we would no sooner take your card out of your sight than we would just pick up your handbag. Yeah, exactly, think, yeah. Like it. And by the same merit, if if... You can't, it would be, we'd be done. You would arguably be prosecuted in the UK if you advertised a car for, say, eight grand. And, and when somebody says, I'll buy it, and you agreed to, to buy it, when they turned up, you went, That's 12 grand, then, please. Yeah. And they go, What? You go, Oh, yeah, no, I want to sell it to you for eight, but you know, the government. I bet you all the Americans are thinking, What state were you in? What tax level was this? It's really like. No, no, no. It, well, it varied state to state, didn't it? I mean, it was quite low in New, in New York, surprisingly. Yeah. But I was just so glad that I'd had that conversation with my friend because otherwise we'd have both been like, um, Sorry, where are you going with that? I'm like, Yeah. I had a real problem with it. I mean, all this said, this is not a slag off America. America was beautiful. We've yes, seen, yeah, and it was it was like, yeah. once in a lifetime experiences, we've seen a rocket launch. Yeah. We've seen dolphins. Yeah. yeah. You know, we. 
You name it, we've seen it. And people were so friendly helpful. Like, we asked for directions a couple of times. And it wasn't just, like, a harried... Like, even in New York, it wasn't a harried, like, oh, it's the next left or whatever. Like, they kind of went into detail, you know, like, and really helped us. Like, one woman even got out a phone and started, like, double-checking. Another guy was like, okay, this is it, but then but go down here, there's a kiosk, just double-check in case I've accidentally missed a turn. You know, like, that kind of thing. Like, really, really nice, really friendly. But anyway, anyway, we're going to go on more about our experience Mm because... The Patreon that we're going to do this Sunday is normally a paranormal Patreon, but we're going to um, just get our crews out so it's done. <laughs> out the system. And then also because fucking Jet Setter Jenny here <laughs> arrived back on Monday and was told, don't unpack your case. Mm. You're going back to Saudi on Monday. Yeah. Honestly, God. Not for five weeks this time. No. You're like Great Uncle Bulgaria from the Wombles. Bulgaria. Bulgaria. From the Wombles. Ironically, you've never been to Bulgaria. How do you know? Have you ever been to Bulgaria? Oh, you have actually, yeah. You went to Sofia. Anyway, this is the tale from Reddit that you will be reading. Okay, thank you. Short. It is short. But as we always say on Dark Bites, the length of a story is not an indication of how petrifying or true it is. Nearly, and it's a different show you're talking about. Yeah, I know, but the guys all know you. You've got the dark power and all. Yeah, no. The the saying is, the length of your experience should in no way be indicative of how truthful nor how terrifying your experience was. It's the length of the story, not the length of your experience. It's always experience. It might you might end with experience the first one story. Anyway, okay. welcome us. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Thank you. The title you can of this hear the story. Cat eating because you know leave she's a seen be, us back. Leave a be. The title of this story is "Experience in an Apartment Dash Dark Figure at Night Dash Denver." Fair enough. I appreciate but, the attention uh, yeah, to yeah. detail. Everything yeah. we need, right there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's begin. Let's begin. My wife and I lived in an apartment in Denver about ten years ago. Now, the unit we were in had been recently renovated and was a nice place. I had a couple of times over a few weeks where I would wake up and feel like I saw a dark figure standing over me. Feel like I saw a dark figure. Interesting use of words, but come. I would usually scream and yell and scare the hell out of my wife who was sleeping. After a few times, she told me we should switch sides of the bed. Fair enough. Sure enough, the next night, she woke up feeling like she saw the same thing. Interesting. About a week later, she had bought me a bunch of balloons for my birthday. I would. And had them all set up in the living room, which was kind of which was down kind of a long hallway from the bedroom. That night we got home from work, and one balloon had worked itself worked itself down the hallway, requiring three turns, and was floating about half height in the room right on the same side of the bed. Interesting. Although anyway, anyway. We're not done. We ended up moving. Never heard anything else, but still think about it. Would love to hear your thoughts. Mm. And obviously, it's freshly and out, freshly squeezed. This only an hour old. Mm-hmm. Any comments? Only one that someone said so creepy. Fair enough, it is so creepy. It is, indeed, it is. Yeah. Although you would say, then therefore, in my mind, and this is what I do love. This is why you know you just spoke about dark bites. Mm. I like doing dark bites, as in the shorter stories that people submit for the dark paranormal, because for me. A short, concise paragraph has an element of truth which is hard to fake. Isn't it ironic that you enjoy short, concise paragraphs and stories? 
Becca means that when I'm in general conversation with her because she thinks I'm bored. Which of the, the long and winding roads is the, anyway, the anthem of your anecdotes? Anyway, um, and within that, I get I would surmise from what would you all right then? What would you surmise from that? And I don't mean I'm not looking for an explanation like it right. could be the streetlights. Hmm. What what do you surmise from that in general? What do you take away from it? I mean, balloons can certainly go like they have a mind of their own. Yeah. Um. And we've, we've had, had plenty we've of had plenty of balloons which have got to heart as the helium's depleted. Yeah, they've they hovered halfway around and floated of their own accord. Yeah, I think that's quite a fun stage of them when they yeah, start yeah, doing yeah. that. Like Remember, when... I had that one that kept following me to the toilet. Yeah, and I was like every time. <laughs> yeah, and we quite sadly referred to it as a pet before we had a pet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... we had a lot of pets. <laughs> it's the best we could do. Um. I don't remember. Maybe there's something in that corner there. I don't know. Like a, um, something that like looks like a shadow when you put your eyes closed or sleep. You know, because it is interesting. For instance, that when they switched sides of the bed, she had the same experience. How how was it initially described again by the guy? Um, I had a couple of times over a few weeks where I would wake up and feel like I saw a dark figure standing over me. Does he mention the size? No. Okay, well, with them, with it standing over him, and then the balloon, that ding-a-ding-a-ding's the cat's collar, hitting her soup bowl. I love it when she has a soup, it would be. I'm not arguing. Um, but anyway, from what's gone on there, from what I surmise from that, is there are two spirits. Because if there's one mm. that's looming over him in the bed, mm. unless it's an adult who likes balloons, of which I only know you, <laughs> that likes that then it sounds like this adult has a child with them. And maybe there's two things either side of the bed. Maybe it's just the child. Because if a child would still stand over you if you were lying down in the bed. Mm. Do you know what else it reminds me of as well? Do you know where the wife doesn't believe, so she says swap sides? Mm. That Well, no one says she doesn't believe. He's, she's getting annoyed that he's screaming and yelling in the middle of the night. Yeah, but the implication is, if you sit there, if you sleep my side, we'll both have a quiet night's sleep. So there's a lack of belief, I think. But it reminds me of, very quickly, I've said it before, the um, Will Storr story where he was talking to a guy who said that his wife um, was depressed and then she started saying that there was someone stood at the end of the bed watching her and he couldn't see anything and she'd be saying it while she's looking and he's looking and she he can't see anything. And then she started saying shadows were coming and he didn't believe her and he kind of got a section and then she killed herself and... The day after she killed herself, he was lying in bed and woke up and saw the very thing she'd been describing all these times. It's really sad. It's really sad. And this is why you should always believe people when they say they've seen a ghost. and Never question it. I don't think that's the moral. I think that it's the moral. Like it might be just don't start sectioning your wife on your say-so. How about that? Yeah, but back in the fucking... this I mean, this wasn't the 1700s. But back in the 1700s, I could have you sectioned now just because you were in blue. That's how mad they were. I said, I, you know, I could it's same melancholy. I don't know why. You know, just, and why are you proclaiming this so proudly? Could have you sectioned <laughs> 200 years ago, 300 years ago. No. She's got the pox. She needs sectioning. She, she answered back. Can we get rid? <laughs> Can we get rid? Give Can't some, be having that. Not some doing, electroconvulsive therapy, please. She answered back. Yeah, no, they're not. She's not observant. I mean, what, what can I say? <laughs> she doesn't take my words as law. Yeah. Anyway, on that absolutely horrific uh, patriarchal joke, 
we're going to leave it there. Okay. Um, and we don't know whether we'll have a Redicorner next week. No, we, we don't. We doubt we will because you're going all over the shop in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Not just one place. Yeah. And you won't be back by next Monday. No, I won't. Do you still feel like you're on the ship? Seriously, I still feel like I'm on the ship. You know, movement-wise in my head. Are you still drinking? No. No, I don't, actually. You don't? Are you fixed? Yeah, I'm fixed. Yeah. I'm fixed in all but sleep. Honestly, like right now, I still feel like I'm swaying a little bit. No, I've, I've definitely got jet lag. Mm. Definitely got jet lag. Mm. Still not on my system. Okay. Okay. Well. well, as always, Beck, it's been a pleasure. Stop abducting children. And um, it's like the personal... Let's not ad- sign off with that. No. But remember that personal advert, which is, by the way, personal is a closed detergent. And it does the advert. And at the end, a voice goes, stay away from children. Oh, no, keep away from children. And it means the product, but it just... <laughs> it's, 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 it should say... Keep this item away from children. It's it's just like, you know, it's like having an advert for Coca Cola. It's a taste of the world. Never go, you nans. You know, it's like that. Okay. Anyway, tatty bye, everyone. <laughs> bye, guys. Bye.